0: Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Okay, so what's an Unpopular Opinion? Unpopular Opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. How's everybody doing today? It's your boy Jalen and I'm back with yet another unpopular podcast episode um if you listen to my last episode i did a top 5 from the most underrated players in the nba and today i'm going to do my top 5 of the most overrated players in the nba so stay tuned everybody in the nba is good that's i mean they're the best of the best it's the best league um but some players are of course better than others and some players Are viewed as I'm I'm not gonna say good but some players are not as good as they're projected to me and like I said this is my unpopular podcast so what I'm doing is there's five players that I need to discuss that to me are a little overrated (laughs) and I'm gonna start off I'm gonna start off a little light I'm gonna start off a little light so and of course, these aren't no orderly, they're just five players I'm talking about. Let's let's first talk about Mr. Smart, Mr. Marcus Smart. Do not get me wrong. Marcus Smart is a great player. Marcus Smart is a very rugged player. Marcus Smart does the little things. Marcus Smart is is like a glue guy, you know. Um no he's not gonna give you 30 points a game that's he i don't even think he's ever gonna score 30 in the nba he's not gonna give you the most assist he's not gonna do this he's not gonna do that but marcus smart is a solid player but you have to look at let's and 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 when i compare marcus smart let me also compare him or put him side to side with isaiah thomas Isaiah Thomas was on the Kings and the Suns before ultimately landing with Brad Stevens and the Celtics Um, before of course he was with Brad Stevens in the Celtics he was just a journeyman he was a pretty solid he was of course short and he still is short but he was a very solid journeyman um he was just a short player that could score a couple times um i remember one game he played for sacramento when he he literally killed golden state but you know those games are pretty much far and few between not saying he couldn't score but he wasn't what he, you know he wasn't a top tier score then you go to brad stevens and he just exploded exponentially he went from a journeyman to a mvp candidate um, you know, we, he had a couple 50 point, I know he killed, uh, the wizards in a 50 point game, uh, for, you know, after his unfortunate passing of his sister, um, the game back he played, uh, in the playoffs, he scored 50 plus, he had a 50 plus game against the heat. I believe, um, he just exploded. He, he went off and while, Isaiah Thomas is a great player, and, you know, before the injury, he was a top-tier player. I believe a lot of that had to do with Brad Stevens and the system that Boston has. Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. um, Top three, to me, uh, coaches in the league, and if you look at everybody that plays under his system, They flourish. Look at uh, Jalen Brown, um, who was coming out of college and from, yeah, coming out of college from Cal. And they were saying that all he is is an athletic dunker. He can't shoot. He can't defend. He can't do. All he is is a dunker. But now he is one of the best or one of the top, um, you know, shooters in the league. He's one of the top. You know he, he's one of the top players along with jason tatum um along with now kyrie's always been pretty good but along with kyrie and i think that they benefit mostly because of brad stevens more than their individual play now no i'm not saying you know with them working out and everything that they don't improve themselves and they're, they're not good players and it's all because of brad stevens but brad stevens Is in his system is a big part of why they are successful, which leads me to Marcus Smart. I look at Marcus Smart and I think Marcus Smart is in the most the perfect situation for him. He's on a team where he's not asked to score a lot. He's really not, he's not the the quote unquote leader of the team. He's not He's arguably not even well no he is their best defender but he's not he's definitely not their best player like I said. And I feel if he went anywhere else he would just be a guy. To give you a to give you an example of uh you know Brad Stevens is look at Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley was great under Brad Stevens alongside Isaiah Thomas. Avery Bradley you know was one of the top Defenders in the league or at the at the guard position. Um, he wasn't the best offensive guard, but he'll give you, you know, a, a solid 12, 13, 14 points. He was great. He was a really good player. Then what happened when he left? You know, when he left uh Boston and went to Detroit? That didn't work out. He he turned he was forgotten. And then when he went from Detroit to um the Clippers, still forgotten. Look at Isaiah Thomas. Now, yes, injury had a lot to do with this, but you go from Boston where you are, I believe he was like fourth or fifth in MVP voting to go to Cleveland and getting bounced before the trade deadline, then going to LA and staying for the rest of the year, but having to come off the bench. And now he's on his, what, let me see. Sacramento Phoenix, Boston, Cleveland, LA. And he's on a 16 in Denver right now. I feel Marcus Smart is a great player, but Marcus Smart is let me see, I don't think he's a great player. Marcus Smart is a good player. But he's his his skills really are accentuated because he plays under Brad Stevens system and I feel if he didn't play under Brad Stevens system, he wouldn't be that good He again, he can't shoot. He's one of those players that he cannot shoot, but he keeps shooting for some reason Like he does not stop shooting, but he can't shoot um, He's pretty much he's undersized to be a, a, a shooting guard um, He's 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 never gonna lead you in scoring um, while he can guard the you know the opponent's best guard he's not stopping the opponent's best guard and he's known really for flopping more than anything so it was funny to me while you know let you know during this during this summer and free agency he was mad because he wasn't really getting any offers and i'm like like yeah he's not he's not as good as he thinks he averages a career 9.2 points a game he averages four assists a game four rebounds a game two steals and two turnovers and he shoots 20 29 29 percent from the three-point line that is horrible no, it's a three-point line. This, those stats does not indicate a top-tier player. But like, like I said, um, in the last pod, you know, you look at his stats, and stats don't really jump off the paper like he does. In the, you know, like he does when you actually watch him. But like I said, I don't think he would be he would be anywhere close to that, as good as he is if he didn't play under Brad Stevens, who elevates everybody that he that you know comes on board look at look at uh simi ogile you couldn't tell me where that man came from before the nba but because he plays on the brass stevens now he's a he's a very he's a quality player another person shane larkin shane larkin well, <laughs> shane larkin was was slick a, a quick journeyman but because he went to Brad Stevens, now he's a quality backup. And and I think Marcus Smart is a prime example of somebody that benefits under the Brad Stevens uh, umbrella. And as soon as he leaves, if he leaves that, we'll really see that Marcus Smart is a very marginal player at best. And speaking of marginal player, let me I'm a, I'm a, I guess I'm going to go a little controversial with this one but let me talk about clint capella and why again this is in no order but he is i guess number four in the most overrated player in the nba you remember back in the day with dwight howard where when he was dominant uh he'll be able to i you know he catches lobs he he goes off pick and roll hard um But you were able to give him the ball on the block Not saying he had the greatest post moves Not saying he even had a strong post move But he at least had something Then you go to DeAndre Jordan Who is arguably the most athletic center we've ever seen in the league But he couldn't do anything but catch slobs, Set screens And block shots Clint Capella Is a poor man's DeAndre Jordan um clink capella is not shooting a shot he's not he he can't shoot he can't he cannot shoot at all clink capella is not leading you you know he's not leading you in points and and just like i said with marcus smart clink capella is I, I'm so happy he did not go to Phoenix because he would have gotten he would have been exposed in Phoenix. Clink Capella benefits so much along, playing alongside James Harden and and now Chris Paul that is it's it's not even funny. And playing under Mike D'Antoni's system, Mike D'Antoni's system is of course running gun, um, second seconds seven seconds or less. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is all about getting up and down, up and down, up and down, which benefits Clint Capella because all he has to do is catch lobs and set screens and block shots like like a DeAndre Jordan. But he benefits, like I said, he benefits so much playing alongside James Harden and Chris Paul that I think is clouding people's minds and clouding people's vision of Clint Capella is a one, if, if you consider blocking, a two-dimensional player. He he can't lock up no guards. He can't lock up any forwards. Um, he's quick on his feet, but he has no post moves. In fact, in fact, what people do not realize and, and think about this now, Daryl Moore, the GM of the Rockets was is always saying that he's you know they're trying to match golden state they're trying to beat golden state he's obsessed with beating golden state which which is rightfully so golden state is the best team in the league they have you know arguably arguably one of the best teams of all time it's it's golden state look at the end of almost every game now this year's play or last year's playoffs golden state was down three two to houston before Chris Paul of course injured his hamstring Houston was looking primed to you know beating or knock me off Golden State but what I want you to do if you have time is to go back and look at every single game every single game don't look at the whole game but look at every single game of that playoff of that uh, series look at the end of games the last five minutes of each game and ask yourself And I want you to look hard and look for where Clint Capella is. You know what? You don't even have to do that. I'm going to tell you where Clint Capella is. He's on the bench. (laughs) Clint Capella wanted wanted to be paid a max contract. And speaking of max contract, you know, let me me keep going. Clint Capella wanted to get paid. Wanted a max contract. How would you give a player who cannot finish a game A max contract who 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 is a liability at the end of games because like and today's nba is more of a small ball game and you can't now of course you can abuse a team you know on the offensive and defensive rebounds but you can't guard anybody because he's not guarding Kevin Durant, he's not guarding Draymond Green. He's not guarding uh, Andre Godala. He's sure as hell not guarding Klay Thompson or Stephen Curry. So you need to take him off the floor. And then if you look at another and a newly formed, I guess, small ball, he's not guarding Lonzo Ball. For the Lakers, of course, he's not guarding Lonzo Ball. He's not guarding LeBron James. He's not guarding Brendan Ingram. He's not guarding Josh Hart or Kevin Kyle Kuzma. And I don't know who you're gonna put at the uh, five. LeBron at the five, so he's not guarding. He's not guarding small ball Lions, which is what the NBA is turning into. So if he can't do that, how are how are they? How are you expecting to pay a guy a max contract and he can't even do that? He can't even finish a game for you, and that's why I think he is one of the most overrated players in the league because and i'm not saying he's not good and i'm not saying he's not an important part or important piece to houston because he is if, if houston would have lost him they definitely would have had no shot of even coming close to golden state because of what he does you know on the offensive and defensive rebounds and catching lobs and setting. he's, he's a great person setting screens but clinka Capella, like mike marcus smart is benefiting out is benefiting you know with the player, players and people around him. Clint Capella if Clint Capella played for I don't know Milwaukee he'd be terrible. If if, if Clint Capella played for that's another one if uh, the Bulls oh my gosh he'd be he'd be terrible. Clint Capella needs to play with a uh like a, a pass first offensive-minded point guard he, he benefits for playing in houston he would do great on in the on the wizards with john wall he'd be really good with boston um even though i don't know how that would work with him and al horford um yeah it's kind of hard uh he might be good with uh okc but Stephen Adams is better than him if you ask me so it Clint Capella is is just thriving because he plays alongside an MVP a future first ballot Hall of Famer and whether you want to debate me or not a future first ballot Hall of Fame coach and Mike D'Antoni because Mike D'Antoni did change the game with the seven seconds or less offense when he played when he uh coached Phoenix so without them, Clint Capella is just uh, a, a, a younger, what, Tyson Chandler if he played for the wrong team. And that's why I think he's number four in the most underrated, I mean, overrated players in the league. And let me talk about number three and number two because they kind of coincide hand in hand. I mentioned Dwight Howard before. Um, You realize and you saw when Dwight Howard lost his. When Dwight Howard, when injuries really started hitting Dwight Howard and he started losing his athleticism. He wasn't able to change his, um, you know, his play style, which means he started to become a very marginable player no he's not terrible and no he isn't you know trash to me because he's still like i said if you if you in whatever season he's in last year and still able to get 30 30 games you're not terrible you're not trash but he's not what he was when he he he, he, he's not what he was when he was in you know orlando Blake Griffin when we think of Blake Griffin we think of you know highlight dunks when he dunked on Kendrick Perkins when he dunked on Timothy Mozgov, uh jumping over Kia's um, you know we just think of high flying dunks and like Clint Capella Blake Griffin really benefited playing alongside Chris Paul um blake griffin is a, a win healthy he's one of the top five he's a top five power forward in the league but i think that's only because if you really look at the league there's not too many great power forwards if you think about it you got you know anthony davis you got draymond green you got paul Millsap. And then, and then you really have to think hard about, you know, of course, Blake Griffin. But you really got to think hard, like, who, how many power forwards are in the league? Blake Griffin, his injuries, because he was one of those players that have been, his career has been ravaged with injuries. Not saying that he, he had a career like Derek Rose, where just injuries just destroyed his career. But Blake Griffin Once he started losing his athleticism and once he started, you know, once the game changed and it started to, like, look, look him. I'm going to say once the game started changing, Blake Griffin's value went down and you saw that when. The Clippers gave him a max contract. You know that had his his jersey in the Raptors. We want you to be here forever. You know he was sold, and then, then he gets shipped to Detroit, which leads me to number two and the most overrated players in the NBA. When you, when when you have a, when you have a team with a. Front court of Blake Griffin and Deon, um, Andre Drummond, you should be able to make noise in the league. In the East, that is arguably the best front court in the East, but it should be more than the East. It should be that's that's arguably one of the best front courts in the league. Now, of course, you have what well, you had, or you know, New Orleans. You have. Golden State who hands down when DeMarcus Cousins comes back probably has the best one of the best front courts of all time with Blake I mean uh Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. But how do you how does all right, so I knew I know Detroit was already out of playoff range when Blake Griffin got there. And but I know I remember they were on they were like maybe five games out of playoff range, um, which, and you still had, there was a trade deadline, so you still had pretty much the whole second half of the season. How do you have Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin and still don't make the playoffs? Or, I'm not even gonna say make the playoffs, cause like I said, they're about five games out, so you have some work to do. They didn't even sniff the playoffs. I think they finished like 11th or 12th in the, in their, in their conference, in the Eastern Conference? Blake Griffin can't shoot. He can't shoot outs. Now he tries. But he can't. In fact, Blake Griffin shoots 32% from three-point line, which is not good. And outside of the paint, like in the two-point, the mid-range area, the man shoots 24%. That's not superstar numbers, man. And while he averages a career 20, 22 points a game, again, most of that came from playing alongside Chris Paul. Blake Griffin's is a good player. I'm, and, and when I say overrated, don't make me don't don't hear me say they're just straight trash because that. No, they're not. But Blake Griffin should be a lot better than he is. But that's because, like Dwight Howard, he I think his whole career, he has benefited off of his athleticism. And now that now that his athleticism is just, is is going away due to injury, he he he's not really able to adjust as much as other people have. Blake Griffin, yes, he can pass the ball a little bit. You know, he averages about four assists a game his career. But again, he. He he took a dying franchise in Detroit and did nothing to help. Which, like I said, is why I also put Andre Drummond as one of the top. One of the top. Um, most overrated players in the league. He averages 14 as a career, 14 points a game and 13 rebounds. However outside the paint like you know mid-range he shoots a whopping 11 percent and he he doesn't make and this is don't don't okay Andre Drummond is a great player but Andre Drummond is not a great player to, to me Andre Drummond is not a great player in today's NBA if Andre Drummond played back in the day with you know the shacks and the alonzo when when the nba was draft a great center or draft a, a center and give it to the put it down the block and and let them work that to me is when deandre jordan not deandre jordan andre drummond would flourish andre drummond andre drummond really doesn't have any post moves andre drummond is just strong and will catch lobs and block shots and get rebounds that's not that's not max contract player to me. Especially in today's NBA. You see when when Detroit plays Andre Drummond on the court compared to when they play off, of course they play faster. But when they play with Deon, I mean Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, they they play they are one of the slowest teams in the league. In a league that is a running gun league right now. Yes, I think Blake Griffin and I think DeAndre, I mean, uh, Andre Drummond are great players, but I don't think that you can win when they, when those two are your best players. And I said this before, you know, outside the podcast, but I'll say it now in today's NBA, I don't think your best player can be a center or a big man and still have championship aspirations. Look at, look at, uh, look at New Orleans. They have arguably one of the best power forwards, ain't no arguably, they have the best power forward in the league with Anthony Davis, one of the best quote-unquote big men in the league. They also have, and they've had Anthony Davis for a while actually, and last year was the second time he's ever been to the playoffs, and last year was the first time he's ever won a playoff game. and that is because he had a healthy drew holiday with him and a healthy playoff rajon rondo who were able to shut down and lock you know and lock up damian lillard and cj McCollum. when you're when your best when your best option is a big man i don't think your team is much as hell look at grizzlies and marcus all He's their best player right now. Yes, they have Mike Conley, who landed on my most underrated player. But when you have Marcus Saul' as your center f- focal point, they were garbage last year. So, and, and if the NBA was like it used to be, as in, you know, coveted, the, you know, they really coveted the center, then yes, Blake Griffin and, and Andre Drummond would be great, great players and would be great additions to any team. But because of... How the league has changed. I they, to me, they're not as valuable as they would be, and they're definitely not max players. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay them to the max. Now, maybe for Detroit because Detroit is a is a tough des- destination to get players and to get free agents. Then, yeah, maybe I understand that. Maybe that's why they gave them the max, but. If, if if my sole goal is to win, then I cannot give Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond the max, and I can't have them those two as my focal points of as my focal point of my team and expect to win. Think about it. Switch Draymond Green with Blake Griffin on Golden State. Yes, they would probably still win because you still have. DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and and what's his name? Clay Thompson. But they will not be as good as they would with uh, with Blake Griffin and switching out with uh, Draymond Green. Switch Blake Griffin with the Pelicans, they would be garbage switch Blake Griffin with I don't know switch Blake Griffin with Marcus Morris on Boston I don't think they'd be much better the league has changed and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan should have cha- are, are are fossils to me fossils playing in the league just like Anthony, uh, Carmelo Anthony is sort of like a fossil playing because he's more of a mid-range player in the league is now, you know, with analytics, his threes and, and uh, layups and dunks. The only team that really still does mid-range is Golden State and that's because they just have three of the top five greatest shooters ever. But Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are fossils. And that to me is not gonna produce wins or championships and that to me is not a champ you know uh franchise players and that's why i think those two are some of the most overrated players in the league and this brings me to number one i've been saying this for a while now about this player but i don't see you know what no when you have a player who's great in the regular season like he is like he is a, a a really good player in the regular season he averages you know a lot of points in the regular season he you know he does he does all his damage in the regular season but then there's such a drop off from regular season to playoffs like he is he's not he's not good at all in the playoffs in fact i don't think he's ever had a good playoff series where he was like the deciding factor in this person in the number one open i know that i said there's there's no order but this is to me the most overrated player in the nba and that is kyle lowry I think people really underestimate how good DeMar DeMar DeRozan is because of, of course, his, you know, uh, Toronto's failures in the playoffs. And DeMar DeRozan really isn't a great three point shooter or defender. But DeMarcus, I mean, what's his name? Uh, DeMar DeRozan is a bona fide scorer. So playing alongside DeMar DeRozan makes your job a lot easier. I'll tell you that kyle lowry is i don't i don't see what everybody else sees kyle lowry is a pretty good defender he's a scrappy defender but he's not that good of a shooter while yeah he shoots for percent career-wise from three he doesn't take that many threes well he had uptake the last few years but he he's not leading your team to the playoffs in fact you're about well he plays with, alongside Kawhi leonard but he, he's not to me he's not a top five point guard in the league and he's to he and that's me because i don't know if there's really 10 great point guards but he's uh he's top 10 but not top five not even close to the top five if you ask me in fact when i when i compare him to like a john wall kyrie irving and him as in kyle lowry i don't think it's even close i think he is a distant third kyle lowry i don't believe he he i i'm almost sure he can't be a focal point and and lead your team anywhere in fact if, if it wasn't for him playing alongside demar Derozan, i don't think he could even lead a team to the playoffs Kyle Lowry is not a scorer. While he's a good defender, he's getting older. And with him getting older, he's getting slower. And with him getting slower, it's easier for players to feast off him. And it... it, it, He just... He does his body. I mean, he's he's lost weight the last few years, but he was always overweight, which is why a lot of people outside, you know, NBA circle called him Fat Lowry. And he, (laughs) I don't know, man. You can just tell my voice. I I'm not gonna say I don't like Kyle Lowry because I don't have a problem with him, but I think he's very overrated. I don't think he is All Star. Well, maybe because he's All Star caliber in the East because there's not too many good point out of. John Wall and Kyrie Irving, I don't it's hard to think of, you know, great, great point guards in the East if you consider, you know, if you consider Ben Simmons and Giannis point guards, since that's what they pretty much play. But because they're not classified, is that I don't I I don't see too many great point guards in the in the East, so I guess that's where you have to put them. But Kyle, I just don't see it, man. I, I don't see this love for kyle lowry like if kyle lowry if kyle lowry is on my 2k game when we're doing the random uh my player or my teams and i pick him up i gotta start over <laughs> kyle I, I just can't i just don't see where the love is because kyle lowry he's he's again he's not the best shooter he's really he's a he's an okay defender but he's not the best defender he's not like a patrick beverly or a marcus smart defensive type player he's not a He's not as he's not that good of. He only averages six assists a game. Playing a playing with a team that had Demar Derozan, um, Serge Ibaka, um, you know players like that. I I don't see it, man. I I just I just don't see it. Kyle Lowry, and it even it even shows, like I said, in the playoffs. There is such a huge. There is. I think he has the biggest drop from um. Play, you know, regular season Kyle to playoff Kyle is just complete, like night and day. Playoff Kyle looks like one of look, this is trash, like garbage. I think he had one, one or two, one or two good games, one last year and one year before when he played Washington. I think there was one game where he came real clutch and hit like a couple threes down the stretch. But other than that, Kyle Lowry is. Te- Kyle Lowry is 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 terrible in the playoffs he's a really good player in the regular season but terrible in the playoffs i.e getting swept by LeBron and them all the every year they play swept not just losing swept I think there was one year they won two games but I think that's because you know some ratings and you will know, talk about not that but they lost two games. I mean, they won two games. Other than that, they they guess they got swept the last two years or two or three years, I think two. So, I I just don't I just don't I, I can't I can't I I do not consider just because outside of the top five or outside of the top seven there is a, a smooth dip in point guard play. But it's very, especially with a healthy Mike Conley, it's very, very, very hard for me to put Kyle Lowry as a top point guard in the league. And that's just me. And there you have it, man. Um, Like I said, Blake Griffin, Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry, Clint Capella, and Andre Drummond to me. That is my top five uh, most overrated players in the league. Now again, none of that's in order. However, Kyle Lowry is stamped my number one no order or not my number one overrated player in the league uh if you don't agree with me of course you can leave in the comments um i want to thank you for listening to yet another podcast um i hope that you know i think we're gonna start really diving into football heavy soon so stay tuned for that and uh much love on the block, right, wasn't in my right mind, just a young bugger, hustling, trying to get my moving with the nine double limb homies like, you don't really want to mess with him, yeah, young teenager, fatuated with paper, yeah, I had to get it, cause mama, she wasn't able, black and white TV set, no cable, 40s in the fridge, chicken noodles on the table, I wasn't born with a silver,